Key Sips, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, a gray baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and I'm big, you're small. I'm smart, you're dumb and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Sorry for banging the table. Good one. Hey, I remembered to do it this week. I, <laughs> I'm glad you're prepared. <laughs> With all the cold medicine I I'm started. On. <laughs> Sorry, Gray. I started a new job, and it requires me to do a lot of cold calls. Um, and that just me, I just, like, get really into, like, a mental, like, tone of voice <laughs> and script. It's, you know, it's yeah. basically, like, uh, like, customer service voice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when I started just, like, reading the intro, even though we've done it, how many episodes? Like, uh, are we up to 30 yet? Maybe. I can um, real quick. <laughs> well, however many times we've done it, I have just, it's just, like, burned into my brain. But it's only now since, like, really starting this new job. We've done 43. That, Oh my god. And that's not counting all of the lost episodes. <laughs> that's true. So maybe like at least 45, maybe 40. How many lost ones do we have now? Three? Like Mike. Well, Ice Age, Like Mike. No, we have Like Mike. We, we didn't lose Like Mike. Well, well we lost the original Like Mike and then we actually re recorded oh, right. it. Yeah, we had to re record Like counts. Mike. So Ice Age, Pee Wee's, we... uh, Little Princess, uh, we Snow, did... Day. Snow Day. Snow Day. So four lost episodes. Four lost and one re-record. <laughs> so yeah. you've said it five times that nobody's actually heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this was the first time I uh, I resented having to say it. So Is that why you added that little like Grey's... roll of the R? So the little yeah. Grey player? So what I think, what I think it means is... Uh, yeah, I think a, a new intro script is is coming your way, <laughs> audience, next week because I think I'm sick of it already. Or maybe I'll just start freeballing it. Who cares? Great Why does it? You guys don't. You guys don't as give a shit. As long as you have all the important information in there, it doesn't matter what order you say it in, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gray, I'm. I am so like this is so deeply relatable, and uh, like because when I started being a recruiter. And I had to like have the same phone call over and over and over again, yeah. <laughs> just asking hundreds of people the same ten questions for hours and hours and hours a week. Like you go through stages of being like, "This is hell. This is <laughs> utter torture." And then you eventually just acquiesce to it. But yeah, I like if I switch on recruiter like telephone voice where I have to like be charming and then like as soon as i hang up the phone i'm just like <laughs> welcome yeah, it's, enjoy yeah it's it's a change of pace mm-hmm. that's for sure <laughs> but i'm 
not to brag, I'm kind of killing it. Well, that's nice. good. Um, yeah, and I, I don't hate it. It just, yeah, it can be mentally uh, draining yeah. just because it takes a lot. But, um, you know, no complaints. I learned. If uh, anybody that I work with is listening, <laughs> just know I love you and the company. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep killing well, it. Well, maybe Anyways. it's good that you are stimulating your brain so much because maybe it'll become so overloaded. Make me not suck as much at this podcast. I hear you. No, Han, I, I was going to say right. it will like cause so much stimulation that you develop magical powers like Matilda. Ooh. That <laughs> is a perfect segue um, into why we are here. Um, what we do here each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control, while the loser is forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. I'm not sick of that one, surprisingly. <laughs> Anyways, this week is Holland's uh, return to uh, defending, and she has 1996's um, book to movie adaption, Matilda. Woohoo! I finally got a good one, guys. <laughs> yeah, you deserved a good one, let's be honest. Yeah, you've had a drought of quality movies ever since. I'm hoping I, I mean, just your best... get second this year. <laughs> I want to hang out in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. I get, Me getting toothless and you and Greg getting great movies, I'm like, this is, we're, we're going to be neck and neck. You still are like... I mean, you and Gray are definitely neck and neck now, but like, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Based on the scores, I'm thinking you're gonna get for this movie. I'm thinking you're gonna. Make I think up a I lot. still got. I well, still got a ways to go. I still got a ways to go. Well, Holland, your your best movie this season was Miss Congeniality was 70. at seventy two. Yeah. And the last movie you did that beat that was Home Alone. <laughs> It's been a while, guys. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm honestly, dude, it's kind of crazy looking back at the scores. Inspector Gadget, Our Lips Are Sealed, and Miss Congeniality all scored better than Love Actually. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Gadget has five more points than Miss Congeniality. Great. Can you? It's, you mean, it's strictly you mean Love the, Actually? It's, love what did actually? I say? Miss Congeniality? Yeah. That's yeah, wild. no, no. It has five more points than Love Actually. It's because appropriate for children. Um, really, makes appropriate a big for children difference. is a one, <laughs> a one on Love Actually. Great. Can you do me a quick favor? Can you read out all of Holland's scores for season twenty twenty two? He basically yeah, just did. It's it's bad. It's 72, 53, 71, 69. <laughs> These are the worst grades Holland has ever gotten in her Honestly. Life. She has never in her life gotten this string of bad test scores. Never, ever. Only if you look at my geometry scores from freshman year in high school. My worst Very class I think a more, I think a more accurate like comparison would be if we took a look at every single one of Holland's group projects that she had with like the dumbest people or the athletes in the class. <laughs> And see what those grades were like. No, Holland's well, the no, type. You know that I fucking did the legwork on those, yeah. so I would get a good grade. <laughs> Holland, Holland was the one who made sure the ship didn't sink, and all those other people were like, "Oh, we got the nerd in the group. We don't have to do anything." <laughs> <laughs> Although, what one time I was in a group 
with two other type A people and it was the most productive I've ever been in my entire life. It was great. <laughs> like we got it done like a week early and we presented it first in class and we got like a hundred on it. And I was like, this is how they should all be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, contrary to what I would just assume our audience um, thinks of me, I was usually always the worker bee also in my group projects. <laughs> I did not slack off. Good job. Unless it was chemistry. Oh, I um, hated chemistry too. Ew. Yeah. But other but how many group projects do you do in chemistry? Let's be honest. It's mostly just like labs. You're just doing I, labs in class. With I'll people. just say we have the same type A mom and the same super overly expectations dad yeah. so i i still performed the same in my group settings and we're both capricorns so there's a little bit of that in there too you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly listen just know that anything we say about mom on this podcast um, she hears. <laughs> yeah i don't think she's going to deny that she's type a no, i mean no not at all let's be honest Dad's kind of type a too honestly oh, yeah. <laughs> honestly her texting us as soon as this episode drops and mentioning it just proves further how type A she is. <laughs> She's Fall. on Speaking top of, of it. Total... You falling for our trap card, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of total Capricorn type A energy, let's talk about this movie. Yes. Um, this movie is obviously Matilda. To give you a little summary, I will tell you what the summary is once my f- computer isn't frozen there we go um matilda wormwood is an exquisite and intelligent little girl unfortunately matilda is misunderstood by her family because she is very different from their ways of life as time passes matilda finally starts school that has a kindly teacher loyal friends and a sadistic principal as she gets fed up with the constant cruelty matilda begins to realize that she has a gift of telekinetic powers after some days of practice Matilda suddenly turns the tables to stand up to her parents and outwit the principal. That was that was written by Blazer346. <laughs> Thanks, Blazer. Surprisingly succinct from a dude whose name is Blazer. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, pretty good. Kind of gives yeah. you a good idea. Thanks, Blazer. It's not um, a novel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this movie came out August 2nd, 96 which means Holland was four, Allegra was one, one almost two. two, and I was, uh, what, se- seven months, um, In vitro? seven months developed, yeah. In Not utero. seven months, like four months. Oh, yeah, you're right. You were five months away four from being months. born. <laughs> yeah, 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 five months from being born. Yeah, it was four months, um, uteri. Um, <laughs> We definitely didn't so, see yeah. this in theaters. I so. didn't see it in theaters, but I have seen this on TV VHS? a million times. Did we own this on VHS? I don't think we owned it. Not even but on we one of our like Decker recorded. So much. Okay. We watched it so much. We had to have had it on DVD or VHS. One of my favorite things just happened. A man saw Boris in the window <laughs> and just stopped to stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't think we owned it, but But we watched it all it the time. It was on TV all the time we did not own this movie i don't think so i just shocked because i remember watching it so much we might have just rented it a lot you know yeah and i and i I don't know i'm still i'm still leaning on on owning it it. let's ask mom because she should she would have had it 
Yeah. Speaking of mom and dad, I did get thoughts from them. I just got a text from dad that says, I just watched it again two weeks ago. I still love that movie. A true classic movie for all ages. Great characters and plausible superpowers. I can't believe you watched this two weeks ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Perfect timing. And then mom sent me a voice memo. Um, she also, so mom is in Hawaii and... So she's with our stepbrother, Matt, and she said, Matthew says he has thoughts, too. And I said, tell him to send me a voice memo, and he hasn't yet. But if he does, I'll insert it after hers. So, you know what? That's kind of funny, because Gray started this episode with where we challenged three siblings. And it gave me a thought. And I'm like, yeah, we do have more siblings than that, <laughs> if you think about it. And this, we're just challenging us three. <laughs> but they're not blood. <laughs> they're not blood. <laughs> Not that we Honestly, it's you. more of a time commitment and scheduling conflict <laughs> than anything. We can't rope in we Matt. Have He's five on Hawaii step-siblings. time. <laughs> yeah, there's the no way we zones. could. That'd be a logistical nightmare. <laughs> okay, but anyway, mom's uh, voice memo. I will play for you guys now. So I feel like we watched Matilda a lot at our house. Um... And I know we had all of the Raoul Dahl books at our no, house. No, we did not. And, oh my gosh, I think the mean person, the mean principal is named Agatha. How do we feel about that? Um, but probably my most visceral memory is of the boy eating the chocolate cake. And uh, the, <laughs> I, just, I still can't get over that scene. And it brings up a lot of PTSD for me. Um, but amazing, amazing movie. Love that movie. Love the teacher. And I always wanted to have powers like Matilda. Um, yeah, I, I love, love that, that movie. movie. We'll get to the cake. And we'll get to Agatha. <laughs> and we'll get to the powers? I don't know. I just wanted to be included. <laughs> oh, yeah. For listeners who are unaware, Allegra's dog's name is Agatha. I have a puppy. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Allegra Baker. So, Two things. First of all, if Matt has a voice memo, insert it here. Second thing, dad watching this only two weeks ago. And like, you know, obviously that means he saw it on TV and was like, oh, I'm going to watch this mm -hmm. and then sat through it. It just goes to show like how fucking good of a movie it's this like is. It's like timeless. <laughs> yeah. Although I, mean, we I have do have a... some thoughts about like whether this movie could be made today but like but still it's just it's so it's holds up man your hold up score should be yeah. really good <laughs> yeah i mean well so that's the thing i'm not i shouldn't be defending this movie that much but it's it's just so it's good just and good. i know Alleg allegra i think just in particular she's always like kind of on the uh i, I wouldn't say cutting edge that's just the wrong the offense the wrong descriptor no, 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 but she's usually the one looking the most out for, like, is this going to be too good right, to right. where it's going to be boring to listen to us talk about? And I think this movie is so good that it'll still be good to talk about. Yeah, this didn't raise any red flags for me. Like, Napoleon Dynamite. I could talk about this movie forever because <laughs> I love it so fart. much. That should go into, let's give our pre- arguments or our pre-watch notes oh, yeah, pre and then our pre-argument scores okay i'm gonna go first go just to kind of top it off um i i'm trying to avoid just like 
doing a recap of everything I remember because it's basically it's just, just like the retelling the summary. Yeah. So I'm just trying to remember my like memories of, you know, what, what this movie evokes in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said it just a second ago, but I love this movie so much. This I remember watching it a lot with you guys, watching it a lot at Dad's house in particular because he was always big on if it's on TV and because he worked from home, you'd just be like, I'm just going to throw it on and work in the background while it's on. Um, well, you like still does and it to I this also, day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember watching this actually at Blake's house a lot. Mm. I might have seen this the first time at Blake's and then just a lot with you guys. I could be wrong, but... I do remember seeing this movie a lot at Blake's because he also loved that movie. And Tara, his little sister, loved this movie. Um, And it's just, it's so heartwarming. It just brings a warm feeling to my heart because like everything about this movie is pure and good intentioned and beautiful. And I love it. Allegra? Um. I felt the same way as Gray. I mean, I hate pre-watch notes. Um, <laughs> uh, they're very tedious, and I'm usually very inebriated by the time I get to them. So I was like, I could recite the plot of this movie backwards and forwards, so I like evoke the essence of childhood, right? I love this movie. I identified very hard with loving the library and books. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Danny DeVito. I love Miss Honey. The Trunchbull's hilarious. So like, as a kid... Um, um, our, our elementary school library had a lot of Roald Dahl books, and he was one of my favorite authors as a child. And, like, I don't think I had favorite authors as a child. <laughs> um, and so I would, like, read all of the Roald Dahl books that were available. And because, I mean, this is very famous with us, the three of us, but I don't know how well-known we've made it on the show. I don't like to rewatch stuff. Um, it's like my brain is like, I already know this part, like just get to it. And so like I get really impatient rewatching things. So usually well, the way that translated is if I've seen the movie, I didn't read the book because I was like, ah, what the same thing I already know, but longer. <laughs> but like I loved Matilda so much that I read the book too, which I'm very glad about because it's just also extremely excellent. Mm. I'm glad you've read the book because I don't think that I have. Mm. Um, it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, Roald Dahl has, like, such a specific voice mm. that just, like, yes. carries through. And you can honestly see how much he inspired J.K. Rowling, because I think she has a very similar tone. Well, he was also a terrible asshole, well. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, there you go. But... Yeah, I mean, my pre-watch notes were basi- was basically like I remember everything, um, and the soundtrack slaps. Oh, That's- oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I have a buddy from high school who his go-to karaoke song is "Send Me on My Way." <laughs> so I know. I mean, Lost Episode, Ice Age. I know that like send me. I feel like there's maybe a generational divide of like. When you hear Send Me On My Way, do you think of Matilda or do you think of Ice Age? Because I think of Matilda. Matilda. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I probably saw Ice Age, if not around the same time as Matilda, maybe even before. Because I saw that in theaters and I was very young when it came out. And even still, I when, I, when we watched it again, I was like, 
oh, it's the Matilda song. Exactly. Yeah. Like, even if that was the first one I, I heard it in, it's still much more connected to Matilda. Matilda. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to tell you guys. Um, Holland already knows the story, and I did get permission to share it. My friend t- gave me permission to share the story. <laughs> um, but when he was little, there was apparently a girl in his elementary school who looked exactly like Mara Wilson in Matilda. And he was like, oh, shit, this girl has psychic powers. And so he avoided her at school. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> he, like, saw her in the lunchroom and was like, ah, superpowers, and, like, avoided her. Actually, I was also texting Carly earlier today, our cousin, and she was saying, like, ooh, Matilda's a good choice. That movie always thought made me think that I could also develop superpowers. Or like oh, big time. like that. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I know for a fact this movie definitely contributed to us three's obsession with reading. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I was, because I was also thinking, like, like, watching this movie, this whole entire movie is just, like, a visceral sense memory to yes. me. Like, every single part of this movie i've like i remember every single like nuance and detail and it just feels like so comforting and nice like just like the covers of the books in the wagon that she's rolling down the street even when she's like when she pours the salamander into the cup when she grabs the chocolates out the chocolates in the box like every single snapshot of this movie like i feel like i lived in this movie like like it's so we can't forget we can't forget one of my favorite parts that I all, it just also lives in my brain. Wow. <laughs> just the way Lavender yeah. says, wow. So I'm just like, oh. I don't know why. It's very ASMR. ASMR. to me. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, okay. we were all very big readers and very, and we also started reading very young. I think mm-hmm. all three of us did. Oh, yeah. So I think, we all three of us probably like this movie probably deeply resonated with all of us i'm pretty sure all of us were reading by the time we were age like three or something crazy like that and mom always loves to tell the story about how the only reason that gray skipped a grade is because when he was in kindergarten he would be like i know my alphabet and like would kept bugging all the kids because while other kids were struggling with a is for apple gray's like reading harry potter and being like play with me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was I was advanced to the point that I was a distraction to the others yeah. and that's why they had to move me. They're like he needs to be challenged because he's disrupting the other kids learning process. <laughs> Which carried through to today. Hey. Um well should you do you guys want to give your pre-argument scores and then we can just really just dive into it? No, it's all right. Yeah. No, you don't need my scores. I'm, so I'm really excited to see how this goes. Allegra, how about you kick us off with nostalgia? Ten. Duh. I'm sorry. Could you say that again? It's, I don't think I picked up on that. It's ten. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a three for me. What? Liar. I'm kidding. It's ten. I'm kidding. It's a ten. I love this movie. I don't remember any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just vibes. (laughs) Um, Ten. Ten. 
I just want to say, before we continue, <laughs> I just want you to know, this movie, this this should be the strongest proof of character to my integrity as a judge <laughs> on your guys' movies. Oh, yeah. We can continue. Okay. Appropriate for children. I feel the same way, Gray. <laughs> and I just want you to know. Okay. Okay. It's also a ten. It's appropriate, appropriate for, for children. children. Um. I mean. So mine. Although I just remember. Is a ten. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Danny DeVito swears a little bit, but it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> he says piss worm. That's nothing. He says hell. It's, it's so mild. It's very mild. I bet this is rated G, right? kid who grew up in New yeah. Jersey was like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what right. is this with me. Does it hold up? <laughs> I don't know. You have like, you live in New York for four it. years and suddenly you hate you New Jersey. You've been here for five, girl. That's true. Oh my God. <laughs> Follow a bill. What's it for you? Holland, is it eight for you? Seven. Well, it'll be eight this winter. It'll be eight in next January. It, I just, she just passed. Oh, you moved in January. Yeah. Okay. And I moved I in I only June. saw you a month after you lived here. <laughs> yeah, you visited me real soon after I moved here. <laughs> Broke all her wine. <laughs> it was one bottle, okay? <laughs> Wanted to go to Long Island. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. We, we tease. We tease. What's next? Hold um, up. Followability. Hold up. No, it doesn't hold up. Hold up 10. 10. Uh, can I follow this? I put an 8. Okay. Gray? I knew that you had all 10s when you said that. (laughs) I'm like, followability is literally the only possible flaw, and even then I could probably still be argued up. (laughs) I'd love to know what you're confused about. With follow-up... Yeah, I would like to know it because, like, I probably don't disagree, but because of, like, how well I know this movie, like, I couldn't even, like, think of... I just, you know, I knew... To me, the progression mm-hmm. is so natural. But, honestly, Allegra, I'm excited to hear you argue me down. Um, <laughs> <if> you... <laughs> Holland deserves to be taken down a peg. <laughs> um... I mean, it can't be a perfect hundred. Like, it can't. It's going to be I mean, real it could, close. And it might. <laughs> it can and it might. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy I right wanna, now, you guys. I want to <laughs> propose something to the sibling collective. If you get a perfect 100, no bonus points. Yeah, I I will agree with that. Bon- I would agree with that. Bonus points could bring you up to a 100. But, like, if you get, like, we, 10 We're not 10s, doing any extra credit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. What do you think, Ray? We yeah, we can we can do like symbolic bonus points. Yeah. But they won't actually, you know. They won't there's even, no There's a limit. You can well, 100 a, is the max. 100 out of 100, we're not breaking mathematics no. right now. Yeah. yeah. There's no 101%. No. No extra credit. Like what? No. Well, every single one of my sports coaches would beg to differ, <laughs> and so would Fort Minor of Lincoln Park fame. Oh but my God. don't talk to me about Lincoln yes, House. Nothing. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know. Where do house. we want to start? <laughs> um, I don't. Okay. I was very, very high 
when I watched this movie. Oh, I watched um, it in the morning with the coffee, and it was so lovely. But, like... Oh, that sounds so lovely. I, took, <laughs> I watched it on Sunday I'm, I'm morning. so jealous of that. <laughs> but like, I watched it sober as well. Um, but you watched it in like chunks. Been, well, so, yeah, I started watching it last night, but I was we were so exhausted from all the moving that we I literally watched it with the intention of falling asleep to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just continuing it throughout the day. Um, luckily, I was I was mainly like two chunks today. So it was like my whole lunch break and then the last like hour-ish of my day, I was kind of doing it here and there in between making calls and doing work and whatnot. Um, but like, oh, if I could have just had it with my coffee, with the beautiful morning light I had and like wonderful San Francisco mm-hmm. where I now live. Yay! Oh, also, congrats like, to Gray and Meg and for moving into their new apartment in San Francisco. I can't wait to visit you. Thank you, thank you. I'll probably see you know, in June. When are you coming? June? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this movie because I did make a good amount of notes. Not as many as I normally do because I was watching it in chunks. But, God, I just... This fucking Holland, movie, man. Look, I wrote way more notes than I usually do. <laughs> There's like seven notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, no, that's very true, though. This is way more than I usually yeah, write. But we're, we're different kinds of people. Yeah. I think Allegra... Is much better at riffing Allegra's and better at short-term recall. memory. It's yeah. my only power. <laughs> it's my only skill. Yeah. Is random recall. I have to write it down so I can remember it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, exactly. For me, it's primarily I think attributed to my troubled youth, why I have bad short-term memory, because <laughs> there's a very specific substance that affects that, especially when you do it young. Um, anyways, what would you do? with Matilda's powers when you were a kid? Like, anything comes out. I just wanted to ask you guys if you guys, anything came to mind. Well, like, this Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Matilda, Star Wars, and to a certain extent, Spider-Man, made me really want to just have things come towards me. Like, TV remotes, I was literally about to say, (laughs) TV remote, come to me. Food from the pantry, come to me. The water I left on the counter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have to be like, Allegra, can you bring me my water? Oh, man. <laughs> the amount of times that Helen I... Helen doesn't need psychic powers. She has siblings who will do her beck and call. But, like, yeah, anyone, any X-Men fan worth their salt will know that Jean Grey can fly because of her telekinesis. That's like, boom. The fact that Matilda never capitalized on the fact that she could propel her own body. She made other people fly. I know. She made so many other people fly, but not herself. Although, apparently, she got on the roof of the garage. She was very selfless. Yeah. Very selfless with her powers. The most selfish she ever was was grabbing a chocolate. Right. Well, even still, she was like, one for me, one for you. I don't know. Which was still pretty selfless. Matilda's pretty rambunctious. Mm -hmm. Like, she was like, I'm going to punish adults, which is pretty (laughs) fucking radical. She's like, I'm going to go into my dad's... The wormwood in her. Exactly. (laughs) Like, she's not... She's like, she's not like she's a, not a pure perfect angel. beacon. She is not a Jean yeah. Grey type. You know, she's a little bit like more mischievous than that. Are you, are you saying Matilda is vengeance? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but she knows how to have fun. And I watched all yeah. three hours of The Batman and he does not have fun. I still need to watch that. <laughs> he has no fun. God, he deliberately avoids fun. Yeah. I watched this TikTok that was really funny where 
I might have seen, even sent it to you guys, but the guy was like, just saw the Batman. Is anyone else out here? Vengeance? I've met, never felt more seen in my life. It's a literal movie about a guy who go is a, like goes on Reddit all day. Um, you know, like stays up all night and fumbles the bag with every bi- uh, bisexual woman who throws herself at me. Oh man, I saw this tweet before I saw the movie that was just like, the new Batman actually does like ask important questions that no other Batman movie has asked before. Namely being, what if Batman was bad at his job? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch this. I owe it to our pats. Oh, our pats. <laughs> uh, it's great. But okay, we're not talking about that All movie. Right. We're talking about Let me, possibly do we the need... highest scoring Latsky Sibs movie I'm sorry. possible. Our pats. July light? <laughs> July Twilight? July light? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Great. One of my messier uh, Pormentos. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I went to a karaoke bar Saturday night, and so <laughs> David, my karaoke king, this he sang the Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 song. He was like, wait it for you. The Thousand Years? Uh, yes, he's, I thought you were going to say someone sang, ah, 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 the, what's the the, the do, 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 fifteen fucking <laughs> <laughs> Claire Deloon too just <laughs> well I was doing Bella Lola no I know but it's like another a, another song with no lyrics in it at the karaoke bar <laughs> listen karaoke was so much fun I made I befriended this forty two year old Hungarian woman now named Alakul I know you drug texted me about I, it I <laughs> hugged I hugged a stranger so and got sick I've spent day. this whole time since you guys have been talking <laughs> trying to think of this so this was a full minute of my mind trying to figure something out and i have it bella where the hell have june been yes! <laughs> amazing listen next amazing. year next year i love it so much <laughs> let's do that next year you know what we also need to do next year we need to do a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man month. That's right. Juliterman. 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 Although we also were, have been talking about a July school musical. So I don't, July just has the best. Hey, how about this? How about this? Februtoby. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> Listen, we'll Ma- noodle on it. T- we'll figure it Listen, out. Listen, yeah, I just. We'll, we'll figure I really it out. Anyways, want great, Matilda. I really want Shut great up. Eno- Matilda. Shut up, Matilda. I wanted to read you my first note. Okay. The first note I wrote, Go. Gray. Whew, I'm going to karate chop you through the Skype. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm heated. Uh, the reason why I was talking about how high I was is because my first note is, this movie came out before The Matrix. Interesting. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere with this. I think that I was like... Powers or like <laughs> I'm struggling. Contra- contrary to popular belief, The Matrix is highly thought to be the first movie with powers. And Allegra just, just cracked the code and that. Matilda actually came before it. Yeah. This was in like the Checkmate atheist. This is in like the O 
opening montage where it was like for some reason my brain was like it is, is it like all the all the babies at the like, hospital i'm like why did i think it was gonna be so interesting to talk about how this movie came out before the matrix all right okay hold on thanks right. for that legra <laughs> okay so this movie's directed by danny devito there's a lot of fish islands I once heard in an interview where like someone wanted to hire Danny DeVito for a movie and they he was like, you're going to need a lot of wood because apparently whenever Danny DeVito is on set, you have to build platforms yeah, so he can so be in, in the, the shot, shot yeah. of other actors. <laughs> you're going to have to build a lot of wood. You're going to need a lot of wood. I love that he's like, that's in my writer. <laughs> You're gonna need a lot of wood. Get a rewards, get a rewards card at Home Depot. But, think, but no, like I remember, I feel like I remember everyone always making a big deal about how Danny DeVito directed this, and yeah. I think he did a really good job. We watched the trailer. Oh, yeah, we watched the trailer before watching the movie, and it's first of all a really long trailer. I thought it was like, was this edited today? And the, <laughs> but like they have the 1996 movie guy voice, mm-hmm. and it was like. From the unique vision of director Danny DeVito. <laughs> I'm like, was this his debut film? Like, wow. And he also stars in it and narrates it. Yeah, this is, is a Danny in, DeVito. It's vehicle. interesting that his Danny wife DeVito, is at the time is his wife in the movie. Yeah, it's interesting that Danny DeVito narrates it, but is also like the dad yeah. in the movie. It's like two wait. different voices. <laughs> wait. Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito aren't together anymore? No, no. I think they recently separated. Very recently. What? Oh, I'm so sorry to break the news. Oh my god. I know. Live on the pod. <laughs> oh. I read Mara Wilson's book. That changes so many things. I gotta hold on. I need to check I need to log in somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I read Mara Wilson's book and it was very, very good. Um and she said that like when her, her mom started dying of cancer around the time of this movie and apparently Danny DeVito and Rio Perlman were always like her second home and they like took care of her and she's like Danny DeVito is the one of the most selfless wonderful people she has ever known and like they still keep in touch that's so nice I love that yeah I love Danny DeVito (laughs) he's all yeah he's always been like just such a good person and that really made I think I have heard that just on some random you know, like movie details, subreddit post or something. But yeah, such a good guy. And I love how he's so good at playing the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this is, I swear to God, like Frank Reynolds's origin story. Yeah, honestly. I mean, he did have to leave town. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And it's, it literally, I love, he has this, he has a quote in the early part of the movie where he says, Today we diddle the customer. So my question is, did he invent the word diddle? Because I've only ever heard Danny DeVito say that word, but he's used it in vastly different meanings. (laughs) Like this one is actually, hold on. He uses it in both meanings to take advantage of someone. But the other time I've heard it was a much more sinister connotation. Yeah, it's always sunny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he, Danny DeVito is the king of goblin energy, <laughs> like the penguin, Get Shorty, I think that movie is called, and then of course Frank Reynolds, like he's just so good at being an evil little guy. Yeah, I love him. Um, <laughs> little meatball. Yeah, he's so great. <laughs> but yeah, it is very interesting because like the whole 
character of Mr. Wormwood is that he just doesn't understand his daughter and he's like a selfish person. Mm-hmm. But the narrator knows all. Right. So it is very interesting to be like, why are, why? Why both? But oh I mean it he is It doesn't good, take me out. He's a good narrator. Yeah. yeah. And you could kind of tell, you know, there's like He's using different voices. Yeah. He's much softer in the narration. Yeah. Like it, you know, it took me until being an adult watching this movie to connect the dots. Mm. I th- or I guess I think, teenager. But I think I do remember why I wrote down this movie came out before The Matrix. Okay, because there is another line in Mara Wilson's book where she said, "I was a child star back in the this unique time in the '90s where people wanted kids in movies to look like real kids." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is a very 1996 movie. Like the yeah. style of it, the essence very of it. That. We did knock it on hold up points for the 1996 of it all. And I, I still won't. But um, yeah, I, it's like very warm and, and it's real. It's a little like kooky. Um, it's it's like the Dark Hole Sun music video before everyone gets all creepy. It's, it's uh I love how 1996 it is. I think it does remind me of like a nice warm childhood. And the fact that there are all these kids who just look like any kid that you would know, Mm -hmm. I think brings a lot more charm to the movie. What does that have to do with the Matrix? It came out before 1999 when everyone was obsessed with the millennium and everyone started wearing leather. I don't know. I think (laughs) think that's the only explanation for why I wrote this down. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to jump off that. I mean, not the Matrix part, but (laughs) the part before that. Um, I just, I think Danny DeVito did a really, really good job making, like, like transferring all of these characters into like feeling both really realistic while also having cartoonish qualities about them without taking me out of the story at all. Like, they're both realistic and super cartoonish at the same time. And it's, like, directed really well to where, you know, it doesn't feel like this is an alternate reality, even though it clearly is because she has superpowers and adults are throwing children. And their pigtails. And and that's a normal occurrence and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, like, it's never, like, I'm just so, like, just comfortably sitting in this movie that, like, it just, it's blended so well. So, like, you know, hats off. It is succeeding at what Inspector Gadget kind of failed to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't know the book Matilda came out in 1988. Oh, I didn't realize it was that late. I know. I think of Raw Dahl and I think of, like, Willy Wonka and it's, like, the yeah. 60s. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So I guess it was, like, a relatively huh. recent book by the time the movie was finally yeah, made. it was only, like, eight years later. That's yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know it was that late. More Warren Wilson book facts. Um, her mom was, like, really into this movie because she loved the book. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently her mom was, like, very, like, discerning about what roles Mara Wilson would take because she was, like, mega feminist and didn't want anything um, that wouldn't align with her values. Um, (laughs) But I guess I was thinking, like, it is a very good, like, for the time, like, modern retelling. Totally. Because, like, I think of Roald Dahl, and I think about this weird cracked video about how he did, like, weird uh, British intelligence American espionage where he would, like, sleep with socialites and report back to the British government. (laughs) Like, Roald Dahl is a weird, interesting person with, like, a whole 
crazy view of the world and life experiences and he just happened to write a bunch of really good children's novels and the point of all this <laughs> is that I felt like the movie still kept a lot of Roald Dahl essence totally it's super dark but totally. still very accessible totally. to children also I feel like you could tell that it was originally like set in a British setting yeah but it didn't feel but it still didn't feel out of place in like an american one as well yeah. there were there was just like a couple like yeah. things like the name like hortensia i'm like that's a british girl and like the fact that they have a headmistress yeah at like an academy that has like a very like british name that i can't remember right now trojan like, hall yeah like miss honey lives in a cottage like stuff like that but like they have tea and cookies but but also when you're a little girl, you're like, I want to have a tea party. So like that never like but the fact seemed that, out of place to the me. The fact that the school did not have uniforms mm-hmm. and the fact that Miss Trunchbull was like a British lady. That's true. It probably, That's true. It sort of hand bridged the gap. The it bridged the gap. Yeah. For sure. Um something I like just a really small note, but I forgot about how like funky and cool their house was and how like 70s like ranch style yeah. it was like the floral 70s wallpaper in their kitchen i was living for it it was very like mary quant i loved it it was great <laughs> yeah i definitely liked a lot of it and then like the bed the parents bedroom was horrendous but, like every other part of the house was really fun yeah yeah um i also wanted to say i love how the uh the magic is never like really delved into mm-hmm. and i love that mm-hmm. it was just kind of like you know introduced and then accepted i mean there was i guess you know accepted for the viewer yeah but it was just like hey if you get yelled at a lot maybe you'll develop superpowers so <laughs> that's something to look forward to so this yeah. is the one part of the book i remember is at the end of the book because matilda is able to like be like happy and content with her life she no longer feels like she's like suffering under disrespect uh and being underestimated by her family and by school she loses her powers she is so happy living with miss honey in her new life that her powers go away it's a whole timmy turner scenario (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well she still has all of her memories of having powers um but in the movie i remember as a kid being like oh that's bullshit she lost her powers but like i understand that it was like a metaphor right you know she was so frustrated about the injustices in her lives that this is how uh she took her power back you know Mm -hmm. and like no one expected a six-year-old to have all of this power um and that's that is like a message to adults saying don't like belittle children yeah children have their own power and you should take them seriously i also think her developing powers is it's so easy to accept it because they set her up as such a special little girl from the very beginning Mm -hmm. that it's like look at her like she's different from her family she learned how to like she's been smart since she was spelling her name since she was a baby like she started reading very early like they set her up as being extra special from the beginning that like you it plants a seed of like there's something about this matilda so like when she does eventually like spawn powers you're like okay yeah that makes sense it's like you're already like oh yeah okay that is (laughs) you're already expecting something that is half my note it's not so it's like as a little girl who loved to read i kind 
kind of just stuck to my interests, you know? <laughs> I was like, I like my fiction. I like my fantasy yeah, stories, Yeah, I didn't read whatever. everything like Matilda. But <laughs> yeah, Matilda taught herself extreme math, taught herself what peroxide would do to her dad's hair, taught herself the law. Like she consumed everything, mm-hmm. not just books, mm-hmm. not just fiction. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, like, I because I knew this thing about how she lost the powers in the book and not in the movie. At first I was like, yeah, cause keeping her powers is fucking rad. But I was like, what if there's an extra like twist to this metaphor? I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's like Matilda, you know, her, the rest of her life is not going to be perfect. She's probably still going to have to deal with disrespect from others a lot. Mm-hmm. So her powers might not. I thought you like, were going to take up. that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to take that metaphor to the, the, thought of like even though she's out of the woods the trauma remains well i think it's more like she now like has she has always kind of had like a sense that like she like the way she like is experiencing life with her family is unfair but once she knew she could do something about it it's like her she had her own inner peace and like mm-hmm. confidence and she knows that like this is an un- this is an unfair situation and I can do something about it. I think Yeah, she said she's had adoption papers since she was tall enough to Xerox. <laughs> yeah, so she Which like knowing her track record was like age 3. Yeah. So <laughs> at least. I think the metaphor is that having like knowing yourself that you have this power is all you need mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely it lives in you. but in the movie it's very much like these fucking people <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think that situation's gonna go away anytime soon <laughs> yeah um i wanted to also this was just like a little thing that i picked up on i forgot to read the trivia beforehand so i'm gonna be kind of flying blind when i do but this was something that might be in the trivia but i picked up on it but it was um when the school was first introduced you hear danny devito as narrator say um you know matilda was expecting a lovely building uh you know filled with children and surrounded by flowers and swings well there was a building and there was children and then shortly later a girl gets swung into a field of flowers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, it is still surrounded by swings and flowers. Just not in the Just way not that you thought. Just not in the way that you would think. Yeah. By swings. So I'm, it's... I was pretty proud of myself for catching that. By the pigtails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, that little girl, Amanda Thripp, is the name of the character. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about her, but it's like the way she looks, the way she talked, the way she stood. She is the personification of Daphne. <laughs> Just a sweet, little, gentle, teeny, tiny, like, I know Daphne has white hair, but blonde little girl. I'm like, it's Daphne. Dude, I love the Trunchbull so much. She's just so funny. Like, she's terrifying. I was terrified mm-hmm. her as a child. But, like, as an adult, first of all, I heard that actress was also an extremely lovely lady. Yeah, she's doing an amazing job in this movie. She's so fucking funny. When Amanda goes, like... Miss Honey taught us how to spell difficulty with a poem. And she goes, oh, a poem. Because <laughs> the poem is like, Mrs. D, D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, I, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L, T, Y. Why are all these women married? Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> the Trunchbull's like, yeah, that one was so good. the physical, just her 
physicality so in good. this movie is so good. She's such a babe. Yes. <laughs> she's such a badass bitch. And she's like, I hate children. Never was one myself. Like, yeah. glad I, I never, never was, was one. one. Yeah. And then she's just like, none of the none of the women in the word difficulty need to be married. I've never been married. And I look at me. I'm so successful and amazing. <laughs> look at my mustache. I'm not difficult at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, um, why does this woman who hates children so much run a school? I was thinking that a lot, too. But I think it's like she's so evil that she like genuinely derives pleasure from torturing children. I think there's also an <laughs> element of, like, it's sort of like she feels it's her mission in life to teach children something that life is hard yeah that like there's like a weird part of her brain who's like children must know that they are terrible yeah and it's my job i have to be right i know i'm right about this and i need to let them know this yeah i it's like it's my so i I actually have a different theory okay and it is that she felt it was her calling to you know, the way that children are and act and behave is in her eyes so abhorrent that she's like, it's my mission to teach them the correct way to be, which is silent and non-existent <laughs> and, you know, like yeah, out of the way. Basically, she was like, no, I need to fix this problem that is children. And, maybe- and the best way to do it is at the source and, and you know, make them learn what it is what they need to be very british school system she already has a test case with miss honey yes because clearly miss honey is still in her life in some way like Mm -hmm. i know like she technically kind of raised miss honey and made her so afraid of her and so timid and in her shell that she i mean sure she moved out but she's still working at the school she's still like kind of she's still afraid of agatha but she like does in Agatha's eyes, she like does what and she, she only wants lives to do. like down the street. Yeah, it felt like. So I think she's like, well, it worked with Miss Honey. Got to do it to the rest of the children. Oh, it's so dark when Trench grabs Miss Honey's arm and she's like, I broke your arm before. Yeah, I can do it again. And Miss Honey goes, I'm not four years old anymore. I'm like, oh, uh, still poor Miss Honey. Miss Honey oh, is such a dream. Miss Honey. Oh my God. I am in love with her <laughs> in a completely platonic way. I think oh. everybody is. No, that's so funny. Also in Mara oh. Wilson's book, she's like, you like, I'm a bisexual woman, but like Miss Honey has only ever been like a big sister figure to me, not sexualized in any way, shape, or form. But the amount of people that tweet at me every day saying that Miss Honey was their lesbian awakening. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I can, very I can understand platonically it. in love with Miss Same. Honey. She's yeah. so yeah. sweet and wonderful. No, she's just... Uh, she's like she's the so, teacher like, we all deserve. She's like the best, nicest, her, sweetest lady. Although, in the... Her ability to be, like, sweet and caring and, like, a perfect parental figure while also being able to, like, speak to Matilda like an equal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, exactly what Allegra was describing where, like... She's not counting her out just because she's a child. Yeah. Like she's speaking to her at the, you know, the with the respect and, you know, intelligence that she deserves is like it's literally what every child desires. She, at least that's what I desire. She treats all of her students with such 
dignity. Even when she visits the Wormwoods and Danny DeVito is like treating her like garbage, <laughs> when his son is like, do you want some soda? She's like, no, be- beer. Do you want some beer? She goes, it was a beer. She goes, no, thank you, dear. Like she's still <laughs> fucking nice to yeah. this little dingleberry. Snot nose. Yeah. Although yeah. when Miss Honey in the Indie montage, when she's like, in her little overalls with her little curly hair, I was like, ooh, I am in love with you. <laughs> like, do you want to get married? Can I move into your cottage? Like, Oh, I did also... That was also the first time, the only time where I was like, oh, wait, yeah, no, I am in love with you, in love with you. I did also <laughs> write in my pre-watch notes, Matilda and Miss Honey save each other with a heart. Because Aww. they do! <laughs> it's so Also, beautiful. Allegra, or I guess just audience, curly hair and overalls, Shout out Meg. That's my title. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's me. <laughs> <laughs> also accurate. <laughs> I don't know about the overalls, but. <laughs> oh my God, Greg. I have a pair. <laughs> if you and Megan procreate and you put a little baby with your curly hair, your little curly haired baby in overalls. <laughs> you mean the 800 pairs that mom has saved for this exact occasion? Oh yep. It'll happen. Yep. Listen. Mom is listening right now, and she is also exploding at the <laughs> image of a little curly-haired curly baby, baby in overalls. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I, only... I teared up a lot while watching this, this movie. Is so beautiful, guys. I freaking teared up when she discovered the library. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I love that part. It's her happy oh, place. Also. That library is a Doheny Memorial Library on USC's oh, campus. Is it? I worked there in college. Amazing. Oh. Okay, Does the sorry, kids' the, quarter still look like that? Was there still an adorable well, so nice here's the lady thing. librarian? The, the, the outer, the, the, exterior. the exterior in the lobby where Doheny, the kids' corner, is not in Doheny. Okay, dang it. <laughs> that was a different library. Okay. But the exterior shot in the lobby with that nice woman, that is at USC. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Having fun isn't hard when you have a library card. Thank you for that. Um, you know, you know. I always thought, let's get to the cake scene. Okay, yeah, I was like, I my, I was looking at my next note. Brucey, eat that cake, boy. Which is, <laughs> this is a very important uh, note to bring in as well, that this movie is also a horror movie. The amount of <laughs> scenes that are shot like it's a horror movie, yeah. first of all, very yes. well done. A lot of child torture, just straight up. Oh my God! Yes. Swinging a girl by her pigtails, throwing kids out windows, making a child eat a giant chocolate cake in one sitting. I forgot how big it was. The I was such like a a sweet tooth fiend as a kid, but even at like at my most disgusting love of chocolate and cake ness, uh, like by the end, I'm like this is nauseating. Okay. Yeah, but. they did such a good job because the cake looks Amazing. delicious. So fudgy. Amazing. But they, Danny DeVito, once again, hats off, does such a good job at like making you feel just how overwhelming it is to eat that much mm-hmm. and how like sickening it is because that's how you feel when you're watching Brucey have to eat it. When the trench says like her blood, sweat, and tears went into this cake, my mind thought took that very literally <laughs> as a child. The, Same. The, to the point that Same. the chocolate sometimes has like a sheen that reminded me of blood, and it was just like gross. Okay, and I also thought it was really weird. I don't know why, but I've always thought it was really weird that she calls the cook cookie. It's just <laughs> I don't like thing. it. But yeah, I mean horror movie. 
extraordinaire. But also, I, I don't know. I always thought that cake was so good. I know. I literally wrote down in my notes, has there ever been a better looking piece of cake depicted on film? That first slice of the chocolate cake that they bring in looks so <sighs> delicious. So, so there was good. there was one thing I remembered about this scene that like still like I remembered it perfectly. When she, when Cookie takes off the little lid the cloche, she she sort of grazes the cake and you can see it smooshed. And I remember as a kid being like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I think hey, but I think we need to like give props to Brucey in this scene. Oh, yeah. Bruce is a bad ass. Like he is unapologetic about the fact that he ate Trunchbull's cake. She's like like he first he just like is silent. He's like I'm not gonna get myself in trouble. I'm not gonna I don't know incriminate what you're about. myself. <laughs> deny 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 deny. And then and Trunchbull says something about it being like the best, the most delectable cake ever. And Bruce is just like. My mom's is better. My mom's is better. <laughs> Loyal bro. And then and then he's like, he just takes it in stride and he's like, all right, I'll eat this cake. And he bring and then she brings out this massive chocolate cake and he's like, fuck. But like, I'm gonna try. He's like, no, thank you. <laughs> and she's like, that's yeah, not an option. No, <laughs> and then first signs of the uprising, Matilda just gets up you can do it brucey cheers him on creates a like an i am spartacus like let's go moment yes exactly <laughs> and bruce just powers through licks the plate clean yeah! and is a hero oh, she just smashes <laughs> she smashes the glass tray on his head but he's still then he, he just burps really loud and he's like he's still standing he's still there he's an icon and now they're all friends yeah so good. <laughs> but they did have to stay five hours after school i was like that is crazy that is illegal <laughs> <laughs> Um, there reminds me of Mean Girls, where he's like, I will keep you here all night if I have to. We can't keep him past four. I will, I will keep, keep you here till four. four. Also, yeah. another, I almost quoted another uh, amazing quote from that movie. Danny DeVito, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> when we were giving props to Danny DeVito. Yeah, but like the scene when um, Matilda goes back to the, tr the house to get um, the doll and like to fuck with trench bowl mm -hmm. it is like extremely well done it's so good like if yeah. you were the trench bowl you're just you know living your life eating chocolate with the foil on just like also, sharpening your javelin as you do the trench bowl only eat chocolate because the only things that we know that she loves are the chocolates <laughs> in her chocolate. little box and chocolate cake that cookie you makes you for her you think you can maintain that mass <laughs> <laughs> the most delectable well, chocolate <laughs> groom diet i don't know what you're talking about well hold on we we skipped over i just wanted to say the first time they go to the house and they sneak in also impeccable like I've horror seen this, editing yeah i've seen this movie a million times and i was still like literally biting my nails mm -hmm. that whole time and yeah it's like a it's shot like a horror movie it's mm -hmm. like that's so well done that scene was so scary to me as a child. 
Yeah. You feel the terror. You feel yes. like the urgency of needing to get the fuck out of there. And I do love how in like the climactic ending, you know, what defeats Agatha <laughs> is um is psychological mind it's like superpowers prevent her from harming children. But the way that Matilda masterfully defeats this person is not with force. She doesn't hurt the trench bowl. She she plays uh, with ambiance and with her own fears. She's and her own literally guilt. and metaphorically defeating her with her mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. She's like, Agatha, my name is Magnus. The fact that like the when the painting flies through the air yes. and like hangs itself up, it's just like and like the fact that the clock has been like Going Ding hour in. after hour yeah. until midnight. Where if you're Miss Trenchbull, you're like, oh my god, has three hours passed? Have I lost all time? Like <laughs> I am being haunted. Yeah, she's yeah. probably like, why she's late the next days? Because she doesn't trust any of her fucking clocks. Like, we're, all off, <laughs> we're all off by three hours. And she does look like a. She looks like she has not slept. She looks like a yeah. mess when she shows up. Like there were there. Like she was affected by that. And then we, it was like a one-two punch event in the classroom where Matilda plays with, like, the chalk. And, like, she's flossing Matani for information beforehand. Like, yeah. she already knows what she's going to do. She's like, what did your dad call you again? Like, drag butterfly? Bumblebee. Okay. And, like, uh, what's her name? Agatha. His name was Magnus. Okay. Okay. I'm putting it all together. Like, I don't think I ever noticed that as a kid, but I definitely noticed it when I watched it this time because, like, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, no American man is named Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, um, how, I don't, I mean, I guess it's not really, like, a hang-up, but, like, none of the kids were traumatized by the floating chalk? Like, the, oh, my God. Do they know about Matilda's powers? I don't or, think like, so. No, Maybe Lavender kind of is... has an idea after she, like, floats down from the pole. But I guess, but she's also like, I didn't know I could do that. And it's like, yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> I love how I they... didn't know if that was cheeky or if that was intentional, but, yeah. I know, I, I don't know either. Or but unintentional. The... Okay, the fact that the kids unprompted all start reading out the letter. Yeah. I'm like, if a, a course of children reading <laughs> a, ghost a ghost letter, <laughs> that's got to have added to it. Like, the kids are just like, Agatha, Agatha. this is Magnet. It's like, why? You are, cl- there's clearly a ghost here. Why Aren't you kids scared? Instead, I mean- they're just like, well, there's shit on the board and this is school, so we got to read this out loud. I mean, I'm sure it's just added to the horror because exactly. she hates children. She's so. like, oh, God. <laughs> the spirits Speaking of, of hell. Speaking of lavender, she is a cold motherfucker for putting that newt in the water. <laughs> yes! Love it. Why like, do you think really? she and Matilda are besties? Yeah, I know. seriously. And, she, and like later, it's like, thanks for not telling. And she's like, best friends don't tell. And I'm like, eee, she has friends. She has a best friend. I love it so much. Just like in Napoleon Dynamite, when these weirdos <laughs> fucking find each other, it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, this movie. I don't know. I don't have too much more to say. I know I could. We could just keep geeking out. <gasps> and I said I could talk about this movie for eight hours. I want to tell you my last note. Okay. <laughs> I watched all the credits. Okay. There oh, God, are... is this another post credit scene that I missed? <laughs> no. Okay, good, because I didn't For say once, either. No. Um, 
there's like three or four newts listed. Really? <laughs> and then there's one called Wayne. Wayne. Wayne the Newton. <laughs> well, hey, there was also I think one of them was called Mr. Speaker, and that was just a reference to Newt Gingrich. Oh, oh my god. Oh, because he was probably fucking man of the year because it was '96, and that was the re-election year. God. Um, I will never get over the fact that Newt, I want to build moon bases, Gingrich, was man of the year one time in the 90s. It's a different time. Um, speaking of the 90s, I do feel like this movie could not be made any later than the 90s just because of the sheer, just like, disregard for the safety of children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was depicted oh, in yeah. this movie. <laughs> That's why I, I also, love the crunchiness of this movie. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's, I, I also really... love how oh, sorry, Matilda is just, it's pretty presumptuous of her to just like assume Miss Honey is ready for parenthood <laughs> and just be like, adopt me. Like, uh, adopt me, Miss uh, yeah, Honey. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay. They're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And Miss Honey I, is... I'm sure they had like talked about it and like, She's probably like, I it. wish I lived here. <laughs> yeah. Dropping not so subtle yeah. <laughs> Like, I honestly, I feel like most movie people today, maybe not all, but I would worry that Matilda would be too sanitized. Yeah. Like, they would, like, she's a complex person. She's dealing with trauma. She's underappreciated in her own home. She has a complex family that yeah. I think... Like, I think that they did a really good job of depicting them with nuance. They Like, they yeah. were caricatures, but they also, like, they you could still see them as, like, people at the same time. Like, you could still see that they, like, they just truly didn't understand her, but they still, like, at the end of the day, did what was best for her. Yeah, because, like, the last scene in the movie where she's just like, I'm your mom, but I never understood you. Like, yeah. And then the narrator says they do maybe the one, the first good thing they've ever done as parents for her. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't about, like, control. If they really just wanted to control and abuse Matilda as, like, a power-tripping thing, they would have forced her to go with them. But instead, they're like, fuck it, good, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. They were just very self-centered. Yeah. And we're like, honestly, they're like, eh, the burden's off my shoulders. Yeah, they're like, we don't get it, so we're not going to engage. That's, like, how they treated her her whole life, and this was not not really any different. They're like, now we're illegally not going to engage. <laughs> but, hey, like, that's what is best for everyone. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. No one has to pretend to care anymore. Now she can be with the mom she who she really deserves. Yeah, honestly. And they read Moby Dick at the end. Moby who? <laughs> no. What Moby are you reading? What? <laughs> okay, I love the idea that like one day on set, Danny DeVito is like, okay, time to time to film the million dollar sticky scene. <laughs> John Lovitz makes an appearance. <laughs> Let's like, get oh. sticky with Mickey. <laughs> oh yeah, in that okay, in that shot or in that scene. Rhea Perlman is wearing sunglasses in the dark at night while watching TV. <laughs> the glare, man. <laughs> it's powerful. Yeah, I know, but I was just like, I'm a, I just, I wrote peak trash. <laughs> oh, because we lost our uh, Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure pod episode. This is the first time we're seeing, we're seeing Paul Rubens <laughs> <laughs> as an FBI agent. <laughs> 
Also, very bad FBI agents who were like clearly like, like did they? They were like, should we have a permit? Nah, this guy's dirty. It's fine. I'm like, that's still illegal, you guys. Well, it's I, idiots. <laughs> there is technically a like a probable of, cause. Situation. Yeah, but good for Matilda being like. All right, Dad, I'll buy you some time. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I still care. I still don't want you to get, like, arrested. Yeah, she's... even though you should be arrested. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think that's... think we're good? That's yeah. it for me. Any changes to the scores? The <laughs> only thing I'll say is, so, like, I feel like last week or recently, I put, like... Or for Napoleon Dynamite, I knocked it for followability because I remember saying, like, as, like, I did not understand the plot the first time I watched it, even though I get it now. Mm -hmm. the Honestly, the same thing was with Matilda. To me, I don't know if I really understood the A to B in this movie as well sometimes. Um, what and, do you mean? And I think that's, it could just because of like the child, like because I watched this so young, this movie just happened at me. You know, um, I would distinctly remember the scene between um, Mrs. Trunchbull and Danny DeVito when she's buying the car and they're yeah. making a deal for her to go to school, but we haven't really had the Trunchbull revealed to us yet. As a kid, that scene always just went over my head. Yeah. And I never really understood, like, why Matilda's suddenly going to school or, like, why Miss Honey is suddenly, like, hanging out with her. Because to me, is like, I never heard of the, uh, anyone just hanging out with their teacher after school. And, like, I know that that's, that's on child me, um, I, will give you, also, I will like give a, you the scene between Danny DeVito and Trunchbull in the office. I can see, I, I think I remember being confused about that as a child too, because it's in silhouette. You don't see their faces. Yeah. And I get, it's so and I, quick. And I know it's because they don't want to reveal her, but it, yeah, it's like a really quick back and forth about like, we're buying a car and you can let my kid go to your school but like i can see how that would go over your head yeah i didn't yeah, know jack shit about child. cars or yeah. used cars yeah but it uh, but guess whatever but does it, um does it deserve an eight though is that enough to knock off two right. points nine okay <laughs> <laughs> all right all right gray are you changing any of your scores no Allegra is just changing Can I Follow from an 8 to a 9. Is that it? Yeah, I guess so. Ooh. Ah! Okay, Gray. <laughs> um, let me crunch the numbers real quick. Yeah, crunch the numbers and <laughs> see if I deserve any bonus points. <laughs> it's another 69, Holland. Can you believe it? How did that happen? It's a 59. Um, so, well, Allegra, do you want to give any bonus points? bonus points? <laughs> It's a 69. We're giving you 30 bonus points. <laughs> um, I, I'll give it out for the soundtrack. Solid Wait, soundtrack. do I get, do I deserve bonus points? The movie deserves bonus points. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, like, does my score allow it? <laughs> you give I am not going to give it any bonus points. <laughs> okay. Because with Allegra's, that reaches 100. Hey! I'm gonna be honest. I was just hey, I just you know what? For the record, fuck it. Followability a ten. Just give this one a real true. A real true one hundred. Yeah, we already talked about the soundtrack briefly. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. And I mean, obviously, I anyway, would love to give this it. movie bonus points. Like, you know, Miss Honey just being lovely. 
But I'm I just thought, saying we can't. It's all symbolic. It doesn't matter. This my, movie is a perfect 100. Oh my, my god. My followability oh my god. is this so is... negligible that like fuck it. Just give it <laughs> give make this this is the most perfect movie we've ever reviewed. Sorry haters. Haters will say this is they a, hate the fish This I is led. historic. It's our first 100. Will we ever get it again? Who knows? I don't know, but you have always gotten, like, some of our highest ranking fucking films. You got fucking Beetlejuice. I fucking no, needed no. it this time. I didn't mean to say Beetlejuice because I got Beetlejuice. Like, no, you got fucking Home, Home Alone. Alone. 51st Dates. Which I don't think it was, like, that high, but. But Home Alone well, no, is, like, the, the, the second highest now, right? Well, yeah, it's it? tied for second highest with Madeline, which is another. Oh, yeah, also, yeah, yours. the sleeper hit. Yeah, this is how you won last year. Because <laughs> not only did you get great movies, you got like the best movies. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Madeline was a 93. Home Alone was a 95, and now this is a 100. So Holland is occupying the top three spots in our movie. Luck of the decisions. draw, baby. Except I think I chose Madeline. It was the only one that yeah, I actually You did choose we lost Madeline. Princess. Yeah. That was before we did the raffle. Yeah. Yeah. Early days. Early days. All righty. Well, Gray, do you have any trivia for us? Yes. Also, um, I do. I did notice this is our first 1996 movie. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so I need to tell you guys some 1996 I know you, trivia. you prepared well in advance. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a professional, <laughs> aren't I? Um, Have you already gone so to the- this movie came out um, August 1996. It had a budget of $36 million. Box office? $33.5 million. It was a box office failure. Wow. wow. I mean, it must have really gained popularity and following in like vhs yeah i mean it it was released on a bare bones dual-sided dvd um and it was re-released in 2005 on dvd um let's see here on rotten tomatoes it has an approval rating of 90 percent that's pretty good um let me see here. On Metacritic, it's a 72 out of 100 based on only 21 critics. Cinema Store score gave it a B plus. Um, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars, which is okay. hard to do. Yeah. Um, so some trivia about the movie. The IMDb um, trivia is pretty fun. The, the portrait of Magnus is actually a photo of Roald Dahl. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, another one, Mariska Hargitay of mm-hmm. Law & Order SVU fame Queen. turned down the role of Miss Honey. <gasps> oh, my God. She would have been a good Miss Honey, too. Um, let's see here. Pan now Paris. I have to actually go through the IMDb. Um, Meryl Wilson was so self-conscious about dancing for the Little Bitty Pretty One sequence that Danny DeVito had the entire cast and crew dance along with her. Oh, that's so cute. We didn't even talk about that scene, but I remember I always loving like that magic montage scene with like the cereal and her dancing with all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add is that I don't remember what song, but Mara Wilson said that wasn't the song that they played on set that mm. she danced to. Um, 
But yeah, like huh. like that. She interesting. Everyone made her feel very nice about it. That's nice. <laughs> um, Pam Ferris, who played Miss Trunchbull, would often stay in character, uh, even after you know the scene had cut, just so she could keep the fear of the children that you know so they would it would look genuine when the cameras were rolling (laughs) yeah um so much the imdb trivia is from her book is it (laughs) so uh danny devito reveals that for the chalk to write by itself they wrote the letters backwards on the opposite side of the chalkboard and put a magnet on the chalk oh i think i knew that they then yeah so then someone was just behind the chalkboard writing it backwards with a magnet on the other That must end. be why the handwriting looks so wonky, but like it adds to it. I love that that's a practical effect. Yeah. I feel like I'm sure like a lot of the effects in this were practical. Oh um, my god. In the movie, you know, not so Miss Honey having a doll named Lissy doll is not in the book. Mm-hmm. But one of the producers of the film is author Raul Dahl's widow, Lissy Doll. Oh, wow. I just read that one, and that's why I said, oh, my God. <laughs> Interesting. All right, Gray, I'll never look up trivia while you do this segment again. I'm sorry. I'm sure I'm, uns- I'm insufferable right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mara Wilson was a fan of the book, ever since the age of four, when she had overheard her mother reading it to other children. Um, so when she was offered, she chose it immediately. Nice. Um, it's widely believed that Trunchbull was based on the school headmistress of Lissy Doll mm. as a child. Who reportedly got very creative with her punishments. Lissy and her friend once tried to sneak ice cream into their rooms when they were caught. The headmistress made them wait until dawn while the ice cream melted. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, so in the scene when she's dancing around the living room, the actual song being played is Matilda by Harry Belafonte. Oh, fitting. Another Harry Belafonte reference. (laughs) 96 Uh, trivia? 96. Dolly the cloned sheep was born, the first cloned <laughs> animal. Cool. Um, the top song was Don't Speak by No Doubt. <laughs> um, the movies were Jerry Maguire, The English Patient, uh, Michael, and Mars Attacks. Lance Armstrong was at, I think, his like, pe- like f- initial peak of notoriety. Mm. Um, that's when Red Bull entered the U.S. market. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this was the year Tupac was shot and killed, but the conspiracy was, you know, uh, started that he may not actually really be dead. Mm. Um, I want you to do what the number one song of 1996 says. Don't speak. I'm doing it. I was doing it. <laughs> I was hoping for a reaction. Oh, also, it was, the year that the, it was the year that the Unabomber was captured. Oh, cool. Um, also, John Benet Ramsey was found killed in her basement, and the killer was never found. Fucking dark year. Dark year, yeah. <laughs> dark year for true crime shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, here's a here's a good here's a good uh, positive note to end on in terms of this. Sparta and Athens signed a peace pact, officially ending the Peloponnesian War that was fought twenty five hundred years prior. <laughs> Oh my god, I took an ancient Greek history class in college, bane of my existence. It was horrible. Didn't you have to take Adderall awesome. to do the test? I took so much out. Ad- my mom, don't listen. <laughs> I took Adderall 
to study for my because every test was an essay and my lat my final exam was literally just like regurgitating the events of the Peloponnesian War and you had to remember dates which is all BC which is confusing and you had to remember names and spell them correctly and all the names oh, are like Pericles and Hippodipodes like I like I don't remember any of it now because I like That rem- sounds like my dream. I remember I memorized the entirety of the Peloponnesian War in one night vomited it out onto an essay and then forgot about it forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to say oh my good God. times. I Do we have the hat? <laughs> need to find the hat. Oh no. <laughs> so, so give me one moment. Guys, I can't find it. Find Are you kidding me? Do we need to make a new one? It, it might still be in Sacramento. <gasps> do we Fuck. have a list of what all those movies are? Didn't yes, you email it to Grey once? Okay. You do? I have a list. Do you want right. me to put it on a wheel for so just one, not, one of time? Of course, we're going back to the wheel on <laughs> my turn. I'll pick a different one. I'll pick a different. Whoa, I am not shit. a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Okay, I'm picking a random. Oh, wait. Let me share my screen so Grey can watch. It's a really janky looking <laughs> website. Um. <laughs> can you see it? Yeah. Okay. I'm picking a random item for... It's Allegra, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, my what God. What the fuck? Did it pick one? I, I don't even know. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Let's go to a different website. Okay. Here, I'll put it on a wheel. I'll put it on a wheel. But, like, I get oh, it to sh- a score. Oh, uh, this one's different. I gotta, like, individually enter them. Random picker. Pick a random thing from our list. Harriet the Spy. All right. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Legger's doing Harriet the Spy. We've gotten some bangers. I'm upset that you got this, though, because it's also a very good movie. It's extremely good. We watched (laughs) it relatively recently. We went, well, I guess it's been over a year because we still lived together the last time. Yeah, it was in 2020. Yeah. It still feels so recent. I know. Okay. Well,. That is all for today. Please follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Latchkey Sibs. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram so you can see us post stories every Friday where we put a poll for you to vote on whether the defending Sib of the Week deserves to lose a point, gain a point, or stay the same for that week's movie. Um, Next week's Harriet the Spy, and goodbye! Well... I would like to hold my little hand How we will run, how we will cry